0: Have you ever wanted to reinvent yourself online, but you were too afraid that your audience would be confused? You're not alone. In fact, I just went through an entire rebranding and renaming of my podcast, new colors, new experience, new everything, and it seemed to have happened overnight. So I wanted to come here and tell you all the secrets. This is my rebranding tell all. Why did I do it? What happened to the pink? Are, is the pink coming back? Are we doing anything with pink? If you're watching this video on YouTube, which is now on YouTube, now our episodes, every single episode is going to be on YouTube. You can see that I'm still using a pink microphone. So I have a poll out there on Instagram to see if I should keep the pink microphone for the memories or if I should get myself a gold one. But anyway, before we get started, Thank you so much for tuning into this very first episode of the brand new Get Clients First podcast. My name is Ina Coveney. I am a business coach and I specialize in monetizing tiny audiences. And this podcast is all about helping online coaches Make sure that they are growing their business, not just trying to grow their audiences, not just trying to grow their influence online and their social media follower count, but make sure that their businesses are growing. And where does the money come from? Where does growth and revenue come from? But from getting clients. So that's why the podcast is called Get Clients First. That's all we're going to be talking about, how to grow your business on this podcast. We have 228 episodes already in the bag with amazing interviews with really successful coaches, and this is not going to change. We're going to continue to have great interviews with incredible people. We already have some lined up, and the rest of the time, these solo episodes, are to give you the information that you need. So make sure that in addition to listening to all of the wise minds out there that we're interviewing, make sure you listen to the solo episodes because this is where the magic happens. This is where you get the lessons. Uh, You know, people ask me like, hey, do you have any free stuff, any free materials? And I'm like, listen to the podcast, watch the YouTube videos. This is the free MBA on online coaching and you don't want to miss it. So make sure to hit follow if you're on Apple podcast, make sure to hit subscribe if you're everywhere else. So you don't miss the upcoming episodes because from now until the rest of the year, I am in teaching mode. I am going to teach you the things that you need to know to grow your online coaching business, the end. And we will resume interviews in the new year. So thank you so much for being here. Why don't we start this this tell all with, okay, exactly what, what do I mean when I say a rebrand? What I mean is I decided to take a hard look at how I was putting my my best face forward out there. And yeah, the pink was a really big part of it. And I want to tell you how the pink brand came about um, and what happened. But first, yeah, what is a rebrand? A rebrand is new colors, maybe new brand name, new brand focus, Uh, Maybe it is you had a podcast and you want to just make the name a little bit more clear to your audience. Maybe it is that you want to change the vibe with which you go on Instagram, like all of that is considered a rebranding. And when you rebrand, it's really important that you're looking at every aspect of your business, including your offers. Is everything aligning exactly right? Whenever you start your business, the first thing you need to think about is clarity. It has to be so clear to your audience. What is it that you do what do you do for them? How can you help them? And if everything that you do is congruent with that message, you're going to have no trouble getting clients because people are gonna remember you for that thing, right? So when I first started, my branding colors were pink and blue. In fact, actually, when I first started, let's let's start away from the like way from the beginning. My very first brand, Didn't have a color at all. I had a business making WordPress websites. And I was doing that while I was working in corporate. This was my little like side business. And this was back in 2011. I had just had my first baby. My son, Greg, is now 12. Yeah, now he's 12. So I've been in business for as long as my oldest son has been alive. And I was about to go maternity leave. And I don't know if you are on In in corporate right now. But if somebody told you that you're about to have three months off and you have an entrepreneurial mind, you think to yourself, wait a minute. I can do anything with that time. It's like getting a vacation. Now, if you've ever had a baby and you've ever been on maternity leave, you know it's far from a vacation. But that's how I thought about it. I thought, Wait a minute, I'm gonna have three months off. I can finally focus on my business. I can finally do something special, do something different. So, I actually have, I'm going live on Instagram right now, and Joe has been there since day one, pretty much. Joe is in Australia, and she just said, I remember pink, blue, and donuts for some reason donuts were part of my brand when I first started. Why? Because when I started creating my first brand, I'm like, oh, I want like things that I like. I want personality in there. For some reason donuts were it. In fact, as part of this like story, I'm going to go on Instagram after this and I'm going to post and share with you some pictures from my old brands. Um, And you're going to see, I have an epic picture of me With my baby, my second baby, I'll get there in the story. I'm like skipping ahead, but like I will post a picture of me and my baby, and there were donuts involved, and it's an epic picture. It was one of my first photo shoots. Uh, Thank you so much to Joe for bringing that back around. Like you've been there from day one, my friend. Like I love you so much. So anyway, I was on maternity leave for my first son, and a friend of mine. Like my roommate in college, she contacted me and she said, "Hey, my friend Nicole, she needs help with her website. I know you do that stuff. Can you help her?" At that point, I'm not even thinking that I need a business. That I am not even thinking business stuff. I'm just thinking, "Sure, I'll help your friend." HTML and I are great friends, right? And this is 2011, so there was very little CSS. There was very little cascading style sheets going on. So there was it was pretty much like fixing up block spots. Yeah html so i helped her friend and i said okay like that was fun and she decided to pay me she's like how much do you charge i'm like i don't charge anything i was just doing this as a favor to my friend so don't worry about it we're cool and she's like no i'm running a business you are a vendor i'm paying you for this good for her right Like, good for her to not just take the free work. That's an entrepreneur. That's somebody who pays her people, right? Be that person, by the way. Be that person who doesn't just take stuff for for free from people. Be that person who treats her vendors really well. I learned a valuable lesson right there with that woman. So anyway, I'm like, I don't know. Pay me whatever you want, right? We've all been there. We don't know how much to charge. We don't want to be achy about it. So I'm like, I don't know. Just pay me whatever you want. And she ended up paying me $99 for helping her. And I I have that check in my hand. And I'm like, so people would pay for this. And that was fun. I, to this day, I love coding websites. I love it. I'm like, maybe I can actually do something with this. So during my maternity leave, while I'm trying to figure out motherhood and feedings, and sleep schedules, I go and I go down to my local diner. There was this little breakfast place where I lived. And I love that they had fresh squeezed orange juice. I love this place. And um, I went in there and I told them, hey, I noticed you don't have a website. I'm happy to make one for free. It's totally for free. I just want to see if I can do this. I want to see if this is fun for me. I want to, you know, just have something in my portfolio. Can I help you with it? And they're like, for free? Sure. So I told them, okay, what's going to happen is that I'm going to do your website, but then you are going to own the, the hosting and the domain, all that stuff. I've always been smart about that. I have never hosted somebody's websites on my own host or owned somebody's domain any website that i've ever made they own their stuff right so i told them okay i'll create the account for you and i'll put in my credit card but after the like the the term ends we'll put in your credit card and then you'll continue so you get a free website for two years right um sadly after the two years they decided not to continue with it on the website you can't even see it anymore and that is so sad because it was an amazing website so anyway I made the website I posted it online and like on Facebook and I said I just made this for a diner does anybody else need help and I started to get referrals I didn't have to market people would just tap you on the shoulder I mean like we need help with our website and I'm like okay let's do it and that's how I started to get a little bit of a A little bit of a business going, but I didn't know what the online world was. And I wasn't even thinking of coaching at the time. 2011, no way. No, like, I didn't even, like, coaching is not a thing. I don't want to talk to people, right? I just want to, like, just give me money for doing fun things, right? Like, that's my mentality back then. And there was no brand. I had a website. It was, you know, I had, I had had a, photo shoot with a friend of mine because she had a good camera. And I bought myself some like light fixtures, some light umbrellas and things like professional photo shoot equipment. I don't know why, but I got it. She had a camera. The two of us got together and we took great pictures of each other. And those were the pictures that went on my website. And that was it. I just had a website because I knew how to do that. And it was mostly like white. Everything was very white. So no no real branding color. I'm just going to say that it was white. So fast forward, second baby comes around, they're six years apart. So it's been six years since I've had this business, no real brand. Then I had my second son and I got screwed over at work in corporate for the last time. I'm like... I'm not doing this with you guys anymore. This is just not worth it for me. So I spoke with my husband. We looked at our finances and I decided to quit my job. This was in 2018. If you, if you want to hear the full story of how that happened, you can go back to this podcast, episode 51. In episode 51, I recount the entire thing. I tell you exactly what happened with my job. I tell you exactly there were like a lawyer, there was a lawyer involved. There, it was like It was not cool what happened. And there were many things that I could have done to remediate it, but I didn't, and it's gone, and it's done, and you can listen to the full story on episode 51. I'm not going to get into it. But I did end up quitting. So I quit my job, and I started this business. I didn't know that it was going to be a coaching business. I still thought I was going to be teaching about websites. like That's what I thought it was going to be. And then uh, the branding ideas began. In fact, my first mini course was a course on branding. And there were a lot of donuts in there. <laughs> like in, like Joe mentioned, there were donuts in there. And I'm mentioning in my little mini course like, yeah, like donuts are part of my brand. So I bring up donuts whenever. Why? Because I love donuts. I don't know. So my brand was blue and pink and donuts. Yashi says Oh, 2018 is when I started looking into the online world too, when I was on maternity leave. I know it's a thing, right? It's a thing. Maternity leave and entrepreneurship is like, this is a thing. It's when we finally get that time of work to do stuff with our lives, you know? So that happened. So my second maternity leave comes, I start a new business and this was it. Blue, pink, and donuts because I like them. That's it. The end. So I think that After that, I started to be a little bit more conscious about the brand. I started to follow other people and started to notice what they were doing with their brand and started learning about color psychology. If you have never Googled color psychology, you need to stop this podcast. Okay, don't stop this podcast. Just wait until this podcast is over and then go Google color psychology. And it tells you how the human body reacts to different colors. Um, So at the time I was following somebody whose brand had just gone like green. I believe like her older brand was like blue. And then she was turning into more like a teal, like a turquoise. And I'm like, oh, I really like that. So I looked up the meaning. I forget the meaning now. I don't know if it was like trust. Or something like that, uh, natural, like like those were the feelings or so like maybe like gems i'm not I'm not really sure exactly what it was. but I'm like, oh, I really like that turquoise. So my branding went to like more like a green hue. that That didn't last very long. That was just like a few months, and then I'm like, I'm not really feeling the green anymore. It looks good, but I'm not really feeling it anymore. And then I decided to hire a branding strategist who specializes in creating a legacy brand. A legacy brand is something that like you set and forget. It's like, this is the brand that is based on uh, your entire personality profile and your audience and like exactly what you want to do in your business. And it determines like, these are the best colors for you. So I went through that whole process with a branding strategist and I ended up with the colors. She she told me, I remember in the reveal, in the branding reveal, she told me, listen, you're a firecracker. You have a lot of energy. You are amazing. You're like, you're like bursting with life and energy. And before she set the color, I told her, you want me to go red, don't you? <laughs> and she's like, yes, it's like red, is your color because it's vibrant because it reminds you of fire because it's like it's 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 like out there so red is your color so she unveiled the brand and the colors were red and yellow so I went with it for for, I think from the beginning of 2019 until about the end of 2019 until like the beginning of 2020 I think that's what it was that's how long I was with that brand I was with that brand for about a whole year I had an entire website. I had my podcast trailblazing out of corporate life, um, which was all like red and yellow. And like those were the colors that was the thing. Um, Then when I started rethinking my brand again, right? And so once somebody asked me, Sarah Ray asked me on stories, how do you know that it's the time to rebrand? I'm going to tell you, I have rebranded because I need to inject new energy into my business? Why do we need new energy? Do we really need that? I don't think your business needs much of anything, but you know what it needs? It needs fuel for you because you are the engine of your business. So if you're not fueling yourself and giving yourself like little jolts of energy, chances are you as a human being will get bored We'll get tired of your brand. We'll get tired about talking about the same thing all the time. Will we'll, You'll just start like to question things like, am I speaking to the right audience? Am I giving the right offer? You know what? All of that might be fine. You are just bored about talking about the same things or you're just bored with doing the same thing all the time. So giving your brand a jolt of energy is something that keeps you going more than keeping the brand going, it keeps you going. Because the reality is that not that many people follow you from the beginning. Joe, who's right here on on Instagram, she's a very special case, right? I don't have a lot of people in my life like Joe, who have been there since the beginning, who have experienced every iteration of my brand. And even if they were like, they love it. They're like, they're seeing the changes and they can sense the longevity of this brand. They can sense that this is this brand keeps getting revitalized and not going away. So that kind of answers also, will your audience get confused by rebranding? I don't think that Joe is confused. Joe is paying enough attention that she knows what's happening and new people don't know any better. New people are just experiencing the new brand for the first time. So there's really no downside to rebranding. When you do it, it's because you need a jolt of energy. Does your brand need it? Probably not. People would have been totally fine if my brand was pink for the rest of my life. Look at Betsy Johnson, the fashion designer. Her brand is pink. She's not going to change that anytime soon. Not even like to make sure she doesn't get bored anymore, right? She'll do other things to make sure like your your branding doesn't have to change. Nothing has to change. What is really important is that you are doing things that are going to keep you moving forward whatever that is okay so in my case every time that i rebranded it was to do that like inject energy into my brand to give me a really quick boost of excitement because it's something different and i love to change things around so after i tried the green after i did the red and yellow i kind of went back to my pink roots how did that happen i started to not feel so aligned with the red anymore Truth is that the red i I mean, i I was even wearing red lipstick. I don't think that red lipstick looks particularly great on me. Some people might differ, but I don't think I. I just I wasn't feeling. I didn't want to buy red outfits. I didn't want to wear red red lipstick. I didn't want to buy red earrings, and I'm all about the earrings. I didn't want to buy red things. Did they say I have a pair of red earrings that I bought during that branding time, and I never wear them. I never wear them because it's just not. It's just it. I wasn't feeling it. So. How do you know it's time to rebrand when you're starting not to feel it, right? It's time to get new energy. So I went back to my roots and Joe is here watching live and she says, every change has made perfect sense. So if you ever wonder, is my audience going to be confused? You guys think about Joe. remember Joe. remember Joe from Australia, she's still here and she's like, every change has made, has made sense. And she loves being a part of that journey. I love it that Joe gets to be a part of this journey. So your audience is not going to get confused. So the red, the red had to go. So when I started to think about, okay, I am talking to people about leaving corporate right through trailblazing out of corporate life. I decided to get to 100 episodes on that podcast. And when I got to 100 episodes, I stopped the podcast and I started a brand new one because I decided I didn't want to talk to people who were were just one toe in entrepreneurship and the other foot in corporate. I wanted to talk to people who were all in who wanted to become the next global phenomenon and that's how that next brand came along i was speaking to one of my coaches and i was telling her how i wasn't really feeling the corporate vibe anymore i had been out of corporate for uh two and a half years at that time and my coach asked me what is it that you want and i told her i want to be big i want to be the next global phenomenon and she's like, there you go. And I'm like, whoa, it like blew my mind. I wrote it in a post-it note, The Global Phenomenon, and I put it on my wall. And it took me months to actually stop doing the blazing out of Corporate Life podcast, to let go of the red brand, and to start on a new one with The Global Phenomenon podcast and really go back to, you know what? I loved my pink. I loved pink. So I changed the hue of the pink a little bit to one that I really like. And if you really want to know, I modeled it after Natalie Portman's, I think it was one of, it was the dress that she wore at the Oscars, which was like a bubblegum pink. It was like a beautiful pink. I'm like, that's it. That's my color. So I made myself a new website. Like like I made myself a new cover. I had a new photo shoot where it was all about pink. Like I did all of that stuff. That was three years ago. Now, I want to tell you the story of what happened this time around because I wasn't unhappy with pink. I love my pink. I still have my pink microphone. Pink is like, it's like it has my heart, right? And it's so funny because I went on Instagram and I asked my people, um, you know, I was showing different covers for the new podcast for this one, for Get Clients First. And they noticed that you know, I was kind of testing pink versus gold and one, no, not one, two people came up to me and said, but Ina, you are pink. You are pink. Like, what are you doing? The pink, the pink, Ina is pink. What's going to happen? And they were starting to like get anxious about the fact that pink wasn't going to be a thing anymore. And then when I chose the gold color and I gave people a chance to vote pink or gold, both of those people chose gold. Even the people who had been there, who would totally be like feel nostalgic about the pink brand and e is Pink, they themselves voted for the gold cover. And that tells you something, right? That's why you test out these things. So if you're thinking of doing a rebrand, bring your audience along for the journey don't just do it behind closed doors in your room. You are going to need a little bit of help from other people. So if you're wondering, you know, what colors work with what, I'm just going to tell you one thing. Like when I was choosing my color, I knew, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confess this right now. I knew back in 2020 when I chose pink, that it wasn't going to be my final color. I don't even know if gold is going to be my final color, but I knew that it was going to change. Why did I know that? Because I have a really big vision. I have a a global phenomenon vision of where my brand will go down the line. And I know that pink is not mainstream enough. I know that pink is very, very niche and I know that pink is not as sophisticated as all that. I knew that I knew like my pink was a little bit like just a tiny bit tacky, but it was mine. Right. So when I chose it, I knew I know that I'm going to change my mind. I know that pink is not going to stay. Maybe it was because of my past history with pink, because pink was my first brand and I ended up changing it myself. Right. Before I talked to the branding strategist and everything, I knew I wasn't going to stay with pink. So. I knew it, I just didn't know which color I wanted to do. I just didn't know. And if there's one thing that you all need to understand, that you need to like know it, like you know the sun will come out, is that it's okay to not have any idea what you're doing. What is not okay is to not do anything because you're stuck. So if you're still trying to figure out your branding colors and you haven't put out a message and you haven't put out an offer, you are focused on the wrong things because people who need you don't need you to have a perfectly cohesive brand before they hire you. This is just the truth and I'm actually going to be teaching a uh class. I'm going to be teaching a masterclass very soon, all about this, all about what it really takes to get clients if you have a small audience. So if you want to check it out, it's a completely free class. Go to tinyaudiencemasterclass.com, tinyaudiencemasterclass.com. And I'm going to put the link in the show notes too. I'm going to be teaching that very soon. It's going to be a live class, which means that you can come and ask all your questions, but it is so important that you realize that people want to hire you now. They don't need you to have a website. They don't need you to have a sales page. They don't need you to have a perfect brand. And I hear this all the time. I hear like, but Ina, I want to make sure that everything is perfect before I put myself out there in such a big way. I'm like, why? Why? Do you want to grow your business? Or do you want to scratch an itch? Because that's what having a website and all these things do. They just scratch an itch. Um, And I'm telling you that as somebody who used to sell websites, somebody who I I still make websites for my clients sometimes. I still do. Why? Because I just love doing that work. I don't put myself out there as a freelancer. I still love doing that stuff. But even I will tell everybody, did you know that a website is not the first thing you need? That's why I stopped making websites for new entrepreneurs. It's not what you need. What you need is clients. That's it. You just need to start offering this and helping people. And once you start helping people, I've paid like five figures for coaches in the past whose websites I've never visited. I've paid a lot of money to coaches who have no website. Why? Because I need what's in their brain. I don't need their perfect brand. I need what's in their brain. I need their teachings. I need their help. So, don't let the fact that you haven't figured out your branding colors stop you from putting your message out there. Just start. Always just start. Don't be wasting time trying to pick out colors. So, anyway, how did this whole thing happen? Why did I think now was the time to change the pink? It all started with my greatest. Failure. So if you go back three episodes ago to episode 226, 26, 226, it's called My Greatest Public Failure. And I had been promoting a high end retreat. It was high end, it wasn't just a high ticket, it was a high end retreat. Like Meals were included, lodging was included, beautiful location, Um, sunrise walks on the beach. I mean, this was going to be an incredible experience. I had really been looking forward to it. Unfortunately, I didn't get enough interest to be able to get it off the ground. And this was a very, I, I mean, I had already lined up speakers. My speakers had already booked their flights. It's not just like they had agreed. They had booked their flights. I had already booked my flights. I had already paid for my little sister to come up from Chile to help me during the retreat. Like this was like high stakes and I had to back it all out. If you want to hear that full story, go to episode 226 26 for what actually happened. So when that was happening and I was still promoting and I'm not getting any applications, I'm like, why are people even applying? Like people are not even finding out the price. They're not even applying. Like, what is happening? What is going on here? I reached out to one of my mentors and I asked him, listen, I know that you had a rough time starting your business too, and I feel like I need a few words of encouragement. That person, this mentor who had a hard time starting his business at the time that I messaged him had already been making $160,000 a month on his business. Can you imagine that much money? $160,000 in a single month. That's the level that he was at. But when I met him, when I started working with him, he was at the same spot as you are. He was just starting out. He needed to get clients. He didn't have a brand. He didn't have a website. He just went out there and put out an offer. And I'm one of the first people who took it up. His name is Kevin Schmidlin. And he's the host of the Grow the Show podcast for podcasters. How to monetize your podcast. And back in 2020, when I was creating, developing the global phenomenon, he was starting with his business. And I hired him as my podcasting coach. And I remember this being a really tough business to break into for him. I remember him telling me that after he signed the first three people to his podcasting monetization program, and I was like person number two to sign up, he went on 50 sales calls and got zero bites. And I remember him telling me that that was a really dark time. By the way, he told me his whole story on episode 179 of this podcast. So you can go back and listen to his entire story. It's fascinating. So I remember him telling me that. So I felt like I needed a little bit of encouragement. I needed a little jolt of energy. So I contacted him and I said, hey, I'm putting out this offer. It's just not happening. Like, what, What do I do? He was super nice about it. He even helped me with my sales script, although I wasn't even getting the opportunity to give my sales script to anybody. Um, And he was just helping me over the DM. Super nice guy. He and I go way back. And he told me, why don't we get on a call to see if there's anything that I can do to help you? Now, this is a part where being a savvy business owner helps you, where being a savvy coach help you, where, where having already been on this side of selling programs of getting on discovery calls it helps you because i knew that if i got on a call with kevin it wasn't because i wanted help selling the retreat i, I already knew that i there was something like energetically speaking subconsciously speaking that was telling me i need kevin's help but not to fill my retreat. I need Kevin's help to grow my offer. And if there's something that Kevin has done really, really well is to perfectly align his podcast, his brand, and his primary signature offer. He has done an amazing job at it. So just knowing that, just knowing that, just trying to to predict what Kevin would give me as advice started getting the ball rolling. So I told Kevin, Kevin, if I get on a call with you, I know I'm going to consider working with you. I know that. And I feel like I know what you would say, but I need to really focus on selling this retreat and that's not where I need your help. So I told him, here's the deal. I am going to continue selling my retreat because I'm going to work on it until the very last moment, right? I'm going to work on it until the very last moment, until the very last minute. If I end up canceling my retreat, you and I are getting on that call and you and I are working together now. But if my retreat ends up happening, I'm going to have to defer working with you until November. This happened back in September. And he said, okay, sure. Whatever you need, I'm here for you. So the retreat ended up not happening and I immediately gave him a call and I said, it's time. We need to do this together. I want you to show me everything that you have learned about growing your brand and about growing your business. And the first thing, the first thing that came up was changing the name of the podcast because I had been getting the feeling for a while that the global phenomenon wasn't descriptive enough, even though it meant something to me, even though I explained in the intro of the podcast, what the global phenomenon meant, and that we were helping people become global phenomenons, I knew that it wasn't descriptive enough to be cohesive with my brand. So when I got together with him, I told him, I am thinking of starting a brand new podcast. Not continuing, not changing the name, not rebranding, just having a new podcast. I will keep the global phenomenon so that I can continue to have global phenomenon conversations. But I'm going to have a Get Clients First podcast where I can teach primarily. And it was his idea to just keep them one and the same. He said, this is like million dollar advice that I'm giving you right now. He said, listen, Ina, the balance of solo episodes and interviews is like how the sauce gets made. And you already have that cadence. You already have those interviews in the bag. Don't let go of all that work. Just change the name of the podcast because the topic is the same. I was just planning on splitting the interviews from the solo episodes. And he's like, no, why are you doing that? It's exactly the same podcast. You just need to change the name. And I decided to change the name to my signature offer. Get clients first. Get clients first means to me that I am teaching online coaches to let go of vanity metrics, to let go of trying to go viral, of trying to grow their audiences and get clients first. Get clients freaking first. That's what this podcast should be called. Get clients freaking first. Stop getting distracted by everything else. Your business needs to grow, not just your follower count we need to all get into that mindset. So when I told him that, I'm like, well, what about get clients first? He said, chef's kiss. He's like, perfect. And from Kevin Schmidlin, that's what you want to hear. You want to hear, yes, you're finally aligning yourself. So, okay, great. Now I have a new name for the podcast. And this was back in what, It's it's November now. This was back in October. This was like a month ago. You guys, everything happened very quickly. So then I, you know, one day that I felt like I really wanted to work on branding, I opened up my Canva and I said, what does my brand look like? To tell you the truth, I didn't know. The gold surprised me. The gold surprised me because I really thought I was going to go for something more white. White to me is so clean, but it's not a color. It's not a color. White is not a color. So I couldn't make white a thing. In fact, if you go to my Instagram and you see the post that I posted, I don't know. It's like as of this moment, this is November 14th. As of this moment, uh, it was like three posts ago. And it's like a white-ish, kind of like silvery tweet on Instagram. That was me testing out that white vibe. Like that was me testing it out. And it wasn't coming off white. It was coming off silver. And I I don't jive with silver like that. So white wasn't working for me. Like I couldn't figure out how to make white work, how to make white a thing. I'm like, okay, I do like clean and I want to stay away from dark colors. (laughs) That didn't happen. But I'm going to tell you why you want to stay away from dark colors, even though that didn't happen. I ended up not doing that. Dark colors make your brand look contracted. If you look at other people who have dark colors, like like navy blue as a primary color, or like a dark purple, all of that closes in this space on Instagram. And in fact, makes you look very corporate. Corporate, like corporations have darker, strong dark colors, like the navy blues. I'm like, I don't want to do that to my brand. I want it to feel open and expansive. So I started playing with colors and gold just kept coming back to me because gold signifies high end. Like that's what it does. It signifies high end. And if I'm going for clarity and I want people to see this brand as sophisticated, that is an immediate thing that is an immediate energy. Um, I went to one of my podcasting groups that I'm a member of and I posted my options for the podcast. One of them was pink, the other one was gold. And somebody said, almost as if I didn't intend it, he said, by the way, I don't know if this is what you want, but the gold makes me think high end. Is that what you were going for? I'm like, without even trying, that's exactly what people are getting. They're just getting sophistication. So I'm like, that that really jives with me that goes well for me so that's when i started to switch more into the gold brand i went this week and i covered my pink cushion gold right so i'm starting already to redecorate the office right all of this is great energy all of this is a, it's a change is something new is something exciting it's a brand new brand Right? So I guess the other, I I give you like one lesson from all of this is don't let your branding color stop you from doing what you're meant to be doing, which is helping clients. Get clients first. GCFF. Get clients freaking first. Okay? GCFF. Don't wait until you have the perfect brand to do it. Number two, how do you know that it is a good time to rebrand? To inject a jolt of energy into your work, to give you fuel, excite yourself about everything that you're doing. Whenever you need a jolt of energy, rebranding is a great way to do this because it forces you to go more clear, to go for clarity. It forces you to rethink, is my offer aligned with my message? Is my message aligned with what I want people to believe about me, about the offer, about the world. Are my colors congruent with that brand, right? If my color is pink, which is super girly and fun, and I'm going for sophisticated, is that in alignment? If I have a podcast and people hear the name of the podcast, do they understand what this is about? It forces you to get more clear and more clear, means more clients, means more revenue, means more growth, means more opportunity. Okay. Um, The other thing that I really wanted to tell you about this whole rebrand journey. Number one, it's that number one, I keep like restarting a list. (laughs) I don't have a list. I didn't write down a list, but the process never ends, right? The process just doesn't end. You will continue to rebrand. No brand will be your quote unquote legacy brand. Because this is just you in your business, really doing everything you can to not stop. So don't stop. Never stop. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to have some fun with this brand. I'm going to have some fun with this. Um, I am sad to say goodbye to the global phenomenon, especially, and you heard it here first, because a year ago, I started the process of trademarking, get clients first, and the global phenomenon. So trademarking, I don't know if you've ever thought about doing that. Many people actually don't even want to start a podcast until they've trademarked the name. I'm like, why? Why would you do that? By the time that I started the process, I had already been podcasting as the global phenomenon for two years. I had already had a program called Get Clients First for two years. Remember that you are going to change your mind. Your 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 offers are going to change names. Your podcast is going to change names. Everything is going to change all the time. So don't go and spend the money to trademark your offers unless you know that the brand is here to stay. All right? So I'm trademarking. And now one year into it, we still have another probably like another like eight months to go on the trademarking process. And I'm very happy that I did both because I get to keep get clients first. But the global phenomenon, I'm probably going to be letting go of. Which is sad and it hurts my pocket because it was not a cheap process. I, I'm not afraid to tell you The lawyer fees and everything and application fees and everything was $2,000 per trademark. So I already paid that a year ago, but now I'm letting go of one of them. So that was money that didn't go anywhere. But at the time, I I didn't know. I did the right thing that I was supposed to be doing. So it hurts me to let it go. But it is time for us to do something new. So where do we go from here? Where do we go from here, from this new brand, new energy? I want you to start getting clients. That's my mission here. For you to stop going through the vanity metrics, right? For you to stop looking at your follower count and thinking, if my follower count is not 10,000, then what, what even am I doing? It's time to get your clients. So I would like to openly invite you to come to the free masterclass. You guys, it's free there's a replay and you need to listen to what I have to say about getting clients with a tiny audience. You have to listen to it because I want your businesses to grow and to not just stagnate and stay in a permanent loop of rebranding, rebranding, rebranding until something quote unquote hits, some something quote unquote clicks. Nothing really does. Your work on all of this is what's going to do it. It's not that you're going to come up with a magical combination of a podcast name and podcasting colors and all of a sudden doors open. You still have to do the work and getting clients is going to be your first order of business. So I want you to go right now to tinyaudiencemasterclass.com and sign up for that free class because I'm going to be sharing a whole lot about everything you need to know to start getting clients right away. Nicole is on Instagram. She says, you aren't married to the names they can change. That's right. That's right. So before you trademark, please make sure this is an actual brand that you want to stick with. And for you to know that, you need to have used the brand. I've known people who even refuse to start a Facebook group under a particular name unless they've trademarked. I'm like, my friend, you're going to change your mind. A week later, true story. A week later, the same person told me, oh, I was asking some people about my my branding name, and they gave me a better idea for a brand name. I'm like, and you were about to go through a two-year process of trademarking something you've never used and tested. Don't do that to yourself. Just start. Just start with it, and then worry about the trademarking later. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to my full story of my tell rebranding journey. And there was one more lesson that I wanted to leave you with. And that is that this brand new name for the podcast, the whole thing, the new brand, the new energy, all of it would have never happened if it wasn't because of my greatest failure. If it wasn't because I put myself out there in a huge way to promote a big, high-class, first-class retreat that never ended up happening, this rebrand wouldn't have had that initial spark to start rolling. So I just need you to know that. I need you to know that the most wonderful things in your business and in your life are going to happen because you took messy action that maybe didn't turn out anywhere, but it opens the door and it opens your mind to something completely new. So never leave an action on the table. Just whatever that thing that you're thinking right now is that you really want to do, that your coaches are telling you right now is not the time to do that. Just do it. You're your boss, not your, your mentor is not your boss. Your coach is not your boss. You are your boss. What do you want to do? Just start. Even if everybody's telling you that is a terrible idea, you got to get it out of your system and it will, it will spring with brand new energy and brand new ideas. And you will end up in a much better place because you never left anything on the table. So I'm going to leave you with that (laughs) rah-rah, that cheer. And I will see you inside the Get Clients with a Tiny Audience Masterclass. Go to tinyaudiencemasterclass.com. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next week for way more lessons on marketing strategies for online coaches.